Season 4, Episode 31, our midweek bonus episode. As we get toward the end of the calendar year, I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll be taking a break from some of the stupidity because you don't want a whole lot of stupidity over Christmas. We'll just wait till after Christmas and we'll give you all the Christmas stupidity. We have to wait for the stupidity to incubate, you see. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I am so happy to be breaking up your monotonous, boring week with some more of my stupid world. So, you keep listening to all these podcasts, you're going to be insane like me. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Saint Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. You know, we really wouldn't want you to miss one single bit of stupidity, okay? So, uh, and, and because some of the stupidity might actually benefit you, even though it sounds so stupid, you know? We've got all kinds of stupidity categories. You know, there's useful stupidity, uh, unuseful stupidity, ridiculous stupidity, and then there's just the downright funny stupidity. We cover it all. Well, let's call this part of the um, useful stupidity. You know, we've got so many smart devices. I got my smartphone. You got your smart thermostat. You've got smart appliances, you know, now. You got, you know, so many smart things. What else could possibly be smart? Well, if you are thinking the toilet, you would be right. A smart toilet has been now developed that could detect warning signs for bowel disease. And it's as simple as just listening to the sounds that you make on the toilet. Well, thankfully, there's something that can do that rather than me having to listen to that. It's bad enough going to a public restroom and having to listen to somebody in the stall, you know? But researchers at the Georgia Institute of Technology explained that the device comes with a sensor that picks up the sounds of users as they poop or the noise of them farting. And what do they call such a device? The diarrhea detector. I would just rather have something that would be called a diarrhea detector that would tell me if I'm going to have diarrhea when I wake up in the morning, rather than having to find out about it in the most inconvenient time. But nevertheless, this device is linked to an AI system that classifies the bowel movements. I bet you didn't know there were different classes of BMs. Kind of reminds me as a kid growing up, because this would have been great for my family. 
because <laughs> there were times that I remember in my childhood sitting at the breakfast table, listening to my mother quiz my sister on her bowel movements. This is true. I had a strange family. The conversation was like, did you have a BM? Yes. Was it good? Yes. What did it look like? If I'm lying, I'm dying. That was the... Con and then, of course, we had to make sure that my sister drank her prune juice. <laughs> oh, how we could have used that diarrhea detector back then. <laughs> well, anyway, in the tests, this uh, diarrhea detector identified signs of cholera and other chronic diseases, offering hope of treatment starting at the earliest opportunity, even before symptoms appeared. The hope is that this uh, sensor, which is small in footprint and non-invasive in approach, could be deployed to areas where cholera outbreaks are a persistent risk, according to the aerospace engineer at Georgia Tech named Maya Gatlin in a media release. The uh, Computer neural network looks for subtle changes in the noise made when someone defecates, urinates, or passes gas. The team collected hours of audio and video samples from healthy and unwell patients to establish the formula. Did somebody have to listen to all these audio samples to make sure the AI was getting it right? Hmm. Kind of sounds like a job for the interns. Well, seems like the Christmas shopping is now a no-brainer, huh? What do you think? I think I've definitely got something I, I can put on my Christmas list for someone. For the person who has everything, give them the gift of a longer life. Warning, you need to floss more. With a high-tech toilet that can detect deadly diseases just by listening to the sounds you make in the bathroom. You are experiencing acid reflux. Lay off the hot sauce, pronto. It's like having a doctor with you every time you go potty. Warning, I think something has crawled up inside you and died. Would you like me to call an ambulance? The high-tech audio detecting toilet. Light a match. New from Fartco. I would like a transfer to another toilet. Kind of sad that they gave this a really crappy name like the diarrhea detector. Well, fortunately, I'm here, since we're in a little pinch, with better options, thanks to my list of the top great names for the disease-detecting smart toilet. Here are some of my suggestions. How about iThrone, Sitbit, Plumptimus Prime, The Log Whisperer, R2D Poo, Stall E, Dookie Hauser MD, the Analyzer, or the SquatBot 3000. Or we could just call this disease detecting smart toilet IBM. <laughs> well, I know it sounds, uh, it, it does a good thing. I realize that. Okay, I realize that, that we're, we're looking at great research, but you have a computer that's listening to you fart and poop and pee. Okay. If you're okay with that, it's okay. <sighs> Merry Christmas, y'all. 
Well, a 23-year-old man's fake tender persona of an attractive blonde woman was so convincing, he managed to persuade an active police officer to hand over his patrol car and body armor vest. Tyler Rawiri Tetra, long fascinated with police, used the car and vest in an elaborate sex money scam, swindling tens of thousands of dollars in a total of three victims that were involved. They bought him iPhones, a car, and in at least one case, had sex with him. Court documents tell the story of an easily bored young man skilled at using superficial charm and deceit to create chaos. Suppression orders on Tetera's identity were filed or were lifted, uh, and uh, the, his identity and his file were lifted, shedding light on his spree of lies and deception from January 2020 to his arrest in March of 2021. How does a man posing as an attractive blonde convince police officers to hand over the patrol car? That, that guy has the power of persuasion. Wow. And they had sex with him too? What? How, how, is, that, how is that even possible? Well, some people have this advantage, have, have this knack for taking advantage of people. And some people do take advantage of many things. And one of the things many people take advantage of, sick days, right? Well, but did this manager go a little too far here? It's an Olive Garden manager located in Overland Park, Kansas. This manager sends this super long email to all the employees threatening to fire anybody that calls in sick more than once a month. But instead, it was she that got canned by corporate. Now, the full message she sent is really long. Let me just give you some of the highlights. She starts off by saying, call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. From now on, if you call off, you may as well go out and look for another job. We're no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. But then the next line is what really got her in trouble. She writes, quote, if you're sick, you need to come and prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. Huh? What? Okay. I'd love to see that happen sometime while we're dining at Olive Garden and a guy brings in a dead dog to prove that his dog died. She goes on to write, quote, If it's a family emergency and you can't say, too bad, go work somewhere else. If you only want morning shifts, too bad. Go, to, go at a bank. Go work at a bank. She said, if anybody calls out more than once in the next 30 days, they will not have a job. Wow. Then she bragged about how she's never called in sick for 11 years, even when she was sick. Huh? That's kind of questionable of a choice since she is in the food service industry. Well, some people online are taking her side and think people do lie about sick days a lot. But Olive Garden... Uh, they're not laughing. They're putting out a statement. They said they've already fired her for it. They write, quote, We strive to provide a caring and respectful work environment for our team members. This message is not aligned with our company's values. We can confirm we have parted ways with this manager. Yeah, just remember, when you're here, you're family. And we're going to treat you like family, you idiot. Yeah, well, that's kind of a switch, though, really. I mean, usually when Olive Garden managers are fired, it's because a customer got food poisoning, you know? <laughs> well, anyway, maybe I'm a little weird, but I'm kind of craving me some Olive Garden right now. 
you know? Some of that uh, pasta, pasta fajoule. I like that pasta fajoule. Oh, yes. Yeah, well. But still, that that that's... That is a bit over the top. Bringing your dead dog in, if your dog died, bring him in and show it to us. Wow. Anyway. Well, whoever did this obviously hasn't found their Christmas spirit yet. A 39-year-old guy uh, near Cleveland calls the cops after somebody stole the baby Jesus from a nativity scene in his front yard. They also took three cows, a donkey, and lamb figurines that were part of the set. Now, might have been a prank because, well, they did leave something behind. He told the cops he found a Halloween tombstone decoration in their place with R.I.P. written on it. It's not really clear if it was somebody who hates Christmas or just some teenagers messing around. But the police are investigating. I don't recommend doing that to anybody. I, just, I really don't. That's not only stupid, but it's illegal. Well, you can always count on tourists, so to tick off some of the locals, no matter where they are. And I have an example for you, like Hawaii. Now, you know, they've been having a big influx of visitors thanks to these uh, two active volta volcanoes that have been erupting. And the native Hawaiians, they're not happy because the people that are visiting these volcanoes keep throwing marshmallows at the lava. <laughs> what? Okay, well, volcanoes are considered sacred, you see, by a lot of people in Hawaii. So really, it's seen as disrespectful. The mayor of Hawaii's big island, Mitch Roth, said it might be a social media thing and people are just doing it for the gram. But he also is warning tourists getting a little too close to the lava, you might get hurt or you might need rescued. Actually, here's uh, Mayor Roth discussing the issue during a press conference recently. We have seen some stuff on social media where people are bragging about going out there, putting marshmallows up by the flow. That's just really disrespectful for all Hawaiians, for us as, as a culture. And, you know, that's terrible stuff. Now he's looking at upping the penalties for trespassing in these areas. Already three tourists who got caught too close to the lava this week facing $500 fines or up to 30 days in jail for it. So if you're heading up to Hawaii to see those volcanic eruptions, the officials would like you to please leave your marshmallows at home. You can roast them over your own lava. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Well, anyway, Tampa Bay Police Chief Mary O'Connor, she had to resign because she got a, well... She almost got a traffic ticket. She got out of getting a traffic ticket by telling the deputy that pulled her over that she was the chief of police. Hmm. CNN reported that O'Connor was uh, put on administrative leave after body camera footage taken from a traffic cop revealed she told a sheriff's deputy she was, quote, hoping that you'll just let us go tonight, and then flashed her badge. Actually, here's the interaction between former police chief Mary O'Connor and that deputy that pulled her over. Stopped you because you're driving an unregistered vehicle with no tag on it. Is your camera on? It is. I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm hoping that you'll just let us go tonight. Now that you say I, I, you look familiar, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, have a good night. So All right, sorry take care. To bother you. All right, no worries. No worries. It was nice meeting you. All right. <laughs> 
you ever need anything, call me. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, you're welcome. Thank you for your service. Thank you for yours. Thank you. Take care. She was a passenger in the vehicle of a golf cart that was being pulled over for driving on the road without a license plate tag. As the deputy explained why the couple was stopped, O'Connor asked if the deputy's body camera was operating and then identified herself as the Tampa police chief. O'Connor apologized to the deputy and then gave him her business card and says, if you ever need anything, call me. Seriously. The mayor admonished O'Connor's actions in a statement that reads, quote, The Tampa Police Department has a code of conduct that includes high standards for ethical and professional behavior that apply to every member of our police force. As the chief of police, you are not only to abide by and enforce these standards, but to also lead by example. That clearly did not happen in this case. It is unacceptable for any public employee, and especially the city's top law enforcement leader, to act or ask for special treatment because of their position. And that's why she no longer has that position. Yes. Well, flash your badge at the mayor. Come on, you know, can't you just let me off just this time, please? Huh? Well, this is brilliant and stupid at the same time. The makers of Bush Light, the beer people, they're giving away something for the holidays. Now, this is B-U-S-C-H, Bush Light. What they're giving away are Bush Lights for the holidays. That's spelled B-U-S-H. Right. They're just what you think they are. They're Christmas lights shaped like beer cans. I can think of a lot of my relatives that are rednecks in Arkansas that would probably like this. Well, instead of hanging them on your tree, they, they go in your bushes outside. Each uh, set of lights have a string of 150 flashing beer cans. And there's a speaker that will play Bush Light's old jingle from the 1980s. Head for the mountains! <laughs> now, they claim each set's worth 150 bucks, but you can't buy them. You have to win them. And they're only giving away 14 sets. You got to reply to one of their posts about it on social media and explain why you want to push, put flashing beer cans around your bushes for Christmas. <laughs> uh, <coughs> and you have to include the hashtag sweepstakes and hashtag letters to St. Louis. Now, if you're old school, you can also write them an actual letter, send it to their headquarters in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, boy. I can hardly wait to see the house it has the bush lights on their bushes. You know, whenever I lived in Northwest Pennsylvania in Elk County, PA, they had a tradition, they probably still do, that I learned about when I moved there. It's called treeing. And I thought it was about going out and, you know, getting Christmas trees together. No, 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 no. Treeing, if you're invited to go treeing, you... Uh, go to a number of friends' homes in the town and go admire their tree. Hey, we're out tree and we want to see what your tree looks like. And you might think, well, that's kind of dumb. No, 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 no. That was the reason that you went there. Or maybe the reason that that was the in initial reason. But before you left your treeing, you got to have a a drink with them. And so by the time you spent the night treeing, you probably needed a designated driver. I think these bush lights are the perfect thing to go treeing. 
Really, I really do. Anyway, there's a 37-year-old Florida man that got himself arrested when deputies said he stole $1,375 in toothbrushes stolen from a Walgreens. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office said deputies responded to the Walgreens on 53rd Street in Marathon, Florida, about 10.30 in the morning. According to the deputies, the employees, and other witnesses, they saw Tracy J. Mofield of Islamaranda walk out of the store with six electric toothbrushes without paying for them. He was then seen driving off in a white Lexus. You can't afford six electric toothbrushes and you got a Lexus? Sheriff's office said the deputies found Mofield's Lexus, but then he sped away. Deputies did not pursue him at the time because of safety concerns. Mofield and his Lexus were then spotted later on, where deputies said the suspect told authorities he stole the toothbrushes and then threw them off the Long Key Bridge. <laughs> okay. Deputies uh, said that he was booked into the Monroe County Jail on a charge of grand theft. Now, the bad news is he got arrested. The good news is his teeth looked amazing in the mugshot. This is just so incredible. I mean, who knew people in Florida brushed their teeth? But still, six electric toothbrushes only to throw them in the river? Right? From your Lexus? I got to admit, though, if you work in law enforcement, some of the stuff, I mean, you, you, you can't just take off your uniform and just go on vacation and then party and then break the law. I'm sorry. I mean... That doesn't come with the job. But there's a 30-year-old cop in Chicago who's named Henry Capouch, 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 Henry Capouch. Anyway, Henry was vacationing in Florida with his girlfriend recently. Kind of went off the rails. He was at a beachside bar. And there he was caught peeing in the ice machine. <laughs> Ooh. An employee sees him, tells him to stop. Henry looked like he'd been drinking, obviously. Then he cussed the employee out and shoved him a couple of times. Then the cops showed up. Henry resisted arrest. Did I mention he's a cop in Chicago? Yeah, well, they cuffed him, charged him with battery and disorderly conduct. I can't even imagine accidentally being served some of that ice, you know? Yeah, definitely your screwdriver cocktail would go from orange to yellow real quick. I guess this guy woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I mean, seriously, who peed in his Cheerios, you know, really? Well, there's a lot of gun owners that take the responsibility with firearms seriously. I know that. And then there's this guy, a 76-year-old man in Minnesota named Michael Powers got himself arrested because he opened fire on a squirrel who was on his bird feeder. So he tells the cops... I do that all the time. I'm at war with the squirrels. Problem was, he didn't hit the squirrel. Instead, he hit, well, six bullets hit the neighbor's house, including one that went right through the window of a child's bedroom. The other five hit the siding. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. As the man was being cuffed, his wife reportedly said, Well, I told you. <laughs> Powers got charged with reckless handling of a dangerous weapon, that's a misdemeanor, and a felony count of discharging a firearm within a municipality. Now he faces up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine for the felony. It's unclear why the squirrel was bothering with the bird feeder when this guy was the one that's clearly nuts. Hey!
You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Celebrity lawyer Michael Avenatti was sentenced to 14 years in prison for dodging taxes and stealing millions of dollars from his clients. Needless to say, the jury had a tough time deciding whether he should go to prison or become president. It's really hard to imagine that there was a time when Avenatti was being hyped by CNN and MSNBC as a presidential hopeful. Of course, you know it's bad when Stormy Daniels says your story has a dumb plot. According to new research, parrots can learn to be bilingual just like people, which is great because now you can teach them to cuss in both English and Spanish. A team of the University of Pittsburgh revealed that some parrots know up to 60 words, which means they have a more extensive vocabulary than Gen Z. One of San Francisco's top-rated pizzerias, Tony's Pizza Napolitana, is now selling the Up in Smoke Combo, a wood-fired pizza that has an official pre-rolled joint pairing. You don't need marijuana to enjoy the pizza, but you do need it to forget you're in San Fran. Both the pizza and the joint are adorned with fantastical illustrations from beloved local artist and former SF Gate Burger Inspector Jeremy Fish. And afterwards, most of the customers go home and listen to Fish. After some express confusion online over what languages Canada Post will accept from Canadians writing to Santa this holiday season, the corporation says it accepts letters in any language. Now, I guess Santa can read all Canadian messages asking for a new prime minister. Now, this should definitely go without saying because Santa can speak almost any language. I mean, just like the rest of us, the only language he doesn't understand is Biden. The classic video game from the 1990s, Toe Jam and Earl, is set to receive the cinematic treatment at Amazon Studios. The game is centered on the titular aliens that crashed their spaceship on Earth and must work together to escape, which really makes sense now because even most humans went off this planet. The New York Yankees and San Francisco Giants are still the two major players for free agent superstar Aaron Judge. The amount of money he's going to get paid is borderline criminal, but these two cities are used to crime. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll consider a city with less criminal activity, you know, like Detroit or Cleveland. 
Conservative commentator Candace Owens ignited a social media firestorm when she asked men to weigh in on their opinion of women's use of Botox and fillers to enhance their lips. Turns out that tons of people online didn't want any lip out of her. Botox made it to the Twitter trending list after Owens requested male opinions only on the topic of injections as part of her research for a project she's working on about social media mutating people's appetites. And she might have a point because right now there's more mutants on social media than in all the X-Men movies combined. A new study finds that constant annoying sounds from noisy and inconsiderate neighbors may cause heart disease, which makes sense because your blood pressure becomes higher than the stoner neighbor playing the guitar all night long. The researchers have scientifically proven that the sound of noisy neighbors is more annoying than any other noise nuisance. Whether it's their lawnmower roaring or kids screaming or dogs barking, they'll make your heart explode faster than a Big Mac. A Florida man is behind bars after he was allegedly seen having sex with a dog. This man took the idiom screwed the pooch way too literally. Now let's hope this disgusting creep goes to prison forever. Uh, just don't put him where the canines are held because, well, he puts the pound in dog pound. A massive eastern brown snake tried to fight off a snake catcher attempting to capture it after it was spotted lurking at a home in South Australia. Jeez. Most Americans thought a massive eastern brown snake was only found in toilets after too much Taco Bell. Rory Burrell of Snake Catchers Adelaide said he had never seen a brown snake as big as the one that he caught in Myoponga, an hour from the South Australian capital. Giant snakes and scary spiders punching kangaroos. Men should never complain when their wives ask them to go down under because it could always be worse. Whoopi Goldberg has blocked any unauthorized movies about her life being made after her death. Much like The View, it sounds like nobody's going to be watching her on screen. The Sister Act star revealed that she has a clause in her will that prevents unsanctioned biopics from being made about her. But that probably wasn't necessary because who in their right mind would want to do that? Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is now formally under investigation by the House Committee on Ethics. So get ready for AOC to begin questioning why everyone in the House wants to date her. Complaints allege that AOC broke House rules by accepting free tickets to last year's Met Gala. But the biggest crime she's committed really was wearing that horrendous tax-the-rich dress, you know. President Biden announced that WNBA star Brittany Griner has been released from the Russian prison in what appears to be a one-for-one -one prisoner exchange. Brittany's riding high, and she also feels really great about being released. She was traded for the Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, known as the Merchant of Death. This kind of sounds like a bad deal because, well, clearly he's a much better shooter. Scientists have demonstrated how toilet water sprays when we flush, carrying potentially dangerous germs into the air in a series of experiments. This sounds like an excuse to eat a bunch of Chipotle and blow out the office bathroom. Scientists at the University of Colorado at Boulder say the invisible plume which contains microscopic particles of pee and poop and, well, whatever else was in the bowl is a health hazard for those who follow. Sadly, this isn't something that lighting a match can't solve. 
A 21-year-old vegan campaigner in England is set to run from dawn to dusk in the winter solace in memory of all the turkeys slaughtered for Christmas dinner this year. If this guy thinks that's bad, he should see the turkey slaughtered here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Rory uh, Cockshaw, an animal rights campaigner from Bristol, England, was inspired to take on the almost eight-hour race after meeting a gorgeous turkey called Harriet. Which is interesting because usually you take long walks after you eat too much turkey. Free agent shortstop Xander Bogertz and the San Diego Padres agreed on the 11-year contract worth $280 million. There's so many big contracts on that team pretty soon. A hot dog and soda is going to require you get an increase on your credit limit. Yeah, he's going to play in California. So after taxes, he should be making at least a couple of million bucks. According to a new study, the kids who watch too much TV are at risk for future smoking and gambling disorders. Yeah, and if you think that's terrifying, listen to this. Kids who watch too much TV are also at risk for seeing She-Hulk. Fortunately, though, you can encourage your kids to give up TV altogether. Just force them to watch The View. On the list of the top funniest flicks most remembered by critics, 2007's Superbad is number one. And this is interesting. In second place is President Biden's last press conference. And getting an honorable mention, of course, that footage of President Biden falling off his bike. A Detroit Popeye's restaurant was forced to close after a DoorDash driver posted a video that showed it was infested with cockroaches. Usually the grossest thing you see at a Popeye's restaurant are the restrooms. Even worse, because it's Detroit, the cockroaches were armed. And a 68-year-old Jackie Chan says he's in talks to star in Rush Hour 4. Because of Jackie's advanced age, though, they're going to change the name of the franchise. They're going to call it, Taking My Damn Time! The, the plot sounds kind of weak. Instead of fighting crime, Jackie will spend most of the movie fighting rheumatoid arthritis. And Johnny Knoxville's being sued for allegedly causing emotional distress to a repairman in a prank that gone wrong, went wrong. Amazingly, though, no one's suing Johnny for making six jackass movies. If he loses in court... Johnny could face 91 kicks to the groin. While attacking America's toxic gun culture, the New York Times appeared to have inadvertently used the wrong photo while referring to AR-15s, but you can't blame them for factual reporting. Isn't exactly their strong suit, you know. The paper's editorial board published an op-ed titled America's Toxic Gun Culture, claiming that the prevalence of AR-15s among right-wing figures is causing a rise in political violence. Yeah, but you can just calm these people down by telling them your AR-15 identifies as a BB gun. According to new research, 56% of people globally refuse to admit the holiday season has begun if there's no snow on the ground. It turns out these people somehow love white powder even more than Hunter Biden. 40% of the people say they want to travel somewhere colder and snowier than where they live, rather than hotter and sunnier during this festive time of the year. Now, the other 60% say they already got plenty of cold bitterness on Christmas while hanging out with their in-laws. A pair of Virginia cow catchers recently responded to a doctor's office where a 650 bovine had smashed through the glass door and entered the building. Yeah, this was a major problem because the doctor's office doesn't accept farmer's insurance. It's not every day you see a cow in the doctor's office, but I guess 
if you went to a plastic surgeon's office, you'd probably see some pretty big udders. And finally, the Philadelphia Eagles officially clinched a playoff berth after defeating the New York Giants, and uh, Philly fans celebrated with a casual night out involving burning trash cans and flipping cars. Now, the Eagles beat the Giants so bad it should be considered assault, which is something everybody in Philly is really familiar with. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, someone is on this 46-year-old Texas woman's crap list. Mindy Jeanette Stevens, the wife of an assistant fire chief, allegedly dumped about 50 pounds of human poop in front of the Electra Police Department. A police officer noted a person making a suspicious deposit in front of the station on East Cleveland Avenue. The affidavit states he went outside to see what was going on and discovered three five-gallon buckets of what appeared to be human waste. The officer also saw a person clad in a hazmat suit and wearing a yellow mask walking to a SUV with a trailer. He attempted to ask what they were doing, and a female stated that the buckets were human poop and she was dropping them off. She then got in the vehicle and drove off, according to the affidavit. The police lieutenant reviewed the surveillance video and recognized Stevens' voice. Police Chief Terry Wooten then contacted City Administrator Steve Bowlin about the mal malodorous matter and noted that the woman is the wife of the assistant fire chief. Stevens was then charged with misdemeanor illegal dumping over five pounds and under 500 pounds, which is a violation of the Texas Health Safety Code. She was released after she posted a $2,000 bond. The motive for the smelly episode was not readily known. Of course, this woman might have had trouble landing a job in the future unless she wants to work on a boat and man the poop deck. I mean, say everything is bigger, you know, in Texas, right? Apparently that includes buckets of poop. And then there's this. Police arrested two men in connection with stealing a safe from a Wendy's in Miramar, Florida. According to the Miramar police, 33-year-old Yimas Lazaro 
Portelis and 32-year-old Johan Valdez were caught on camera stealing a safe from Wendy's. Now, surveillance video sent to the local 10 news station shows one of the thieves dragging the heavy safe across the road. Police said this was not an isolated incident. The two that we have charged for, one of them, they broke in and attempted to move the safe, but wasn't successful, says Tanya Ruiz of the Miramar Police Department. The second one, one gentleman, was able to remove the safe from the business. Now, investigators said that the time of the robbery, the restaurant had no cash available in the safe, and both men failed to open it. So they left with nothing, said Ruiz. Police also told Local 10 News' Rosh Lowe that both men were going from county to county trying to take safes. I can't tell you that it was very brazen, said Ruiz. For some reason, at least, they targeted the same chain, Wendy's. But we know they are suspected in multiple jurisdictions, possibly four different counties. Now, both suspects are being held in the Palm Beach County area where they are facing multiple charges of theft. But why would you steal a safe from Wendy's? I mean, with those five for five dollar deals, I'm pretty sure they're usually bringing in loads of dough. Now, anyway, the best part, there wasn't even any money in the safe and they failed to open it. So these are definitely the crappiest criminals since the FTX crypto losers, you know. Or how about this one? An Ohio man was arrested for what officials say was a grocery store amount of drugs at his home. Officials say they executed a search warrant at 426 South 4th Street, Jefferson County in Steubenville, Ohio. At that location, officials say they seized about 423 grams of suspected cocaine, 224 grams of methamphetamine, 800 suspected ecstasy tablets, 50 suspected fentanyl pills, two firearms, a bulletproof vest, a large amount of U.S. currency, and a wide variety of marijuana and marijuana extract. Arrested was 43-year-old Luis Jordan from Columbus. Jordan is currently being held in the Jefferson County Justice Center on no bond, and he's facing major drug offender status charges for cocaine, a felony charge for methamphetamine, and weapons under disability. Numerous additional charges are also pending. Wow, a grocery store amount of drugs. I wonder if the pricing is also through the roof due to inflation. Huh? Yeah, well, this man had an absurd number of drugs, that's for sure. No wonder he couldn't hide them in the place where most criminals do. <clears throat> I won't elaborate. But what about this? A 24-year-old masked man who broke into a New Jersey home on Thanksgiving to take several items from a bedroom drawer, including underwear, was identified by police thanks to a hidden bedroom surveillance camera. He's Kyle Jones, who was charged with burglary, trespassing, and theft in connection with the incident. Now, Jones was first caught on a doorbell camera with his face covered by a mask, trying to gain entry to the home on Holly Street. The tenants of the residence were not at home at the time due to the holiday. His face was obscured by a face mask, but once he got inside, he let his guard down and was captured on a hidden camera in the victim's bedroom, according to Glassboro police said in a statement. Now, the off-duty Glassboro officer was able to identify Jones after still photos from the bedroom camera recording were distributed to the officers, according to police. Then Jones turned himself in to police and was remanded to the Salem County Jail. Must have, must have really smelled, you know? Not the underwear, just the state of New Jersey. It's 2022 and people are still panty raiding? Grow up. Purchase underwear from OnlyFans stars like an adult, okay? And you got to check this one out. A 45-year-old Florida man who was arrested after police connected him to two recent robberies 
told officers he did the crimes because he was bored. Nicholas Zapater Lamadrid reportedly robbed a TD bank in Orlando and a Circle K gas station two days apart, according to police. Detectives arrived at the TD bank at, 20, at the 2400 block on South Orange Avenue, where the teller was handed a typed note. It said the words assault and money. The teller believed Zapater Lamadrid had a gun and took off running after receiving the money. Now, prior to this, a few days earlier, about 7 p.m. at night, at the Circle K on the 27 block of South Fern Creek Avenue, a clerk was also handed a type note that read, Give me all the money and the pack of 305s hundreds, please. Zapater Lamadrid reportedly kept his hands in his pockets, implying that he had a weapon, according to police. Now, during both of the robberies, he was wearing the same black hat that said police across the front and the same pair of shoes or the same pair of shades. When officers arrived at the scene about two minutes later, they said Zapater Lamadrid was standing in front of the store with the stolen money and the cigarettes on him. He gave police a full confession. After his arrest, he stated he was walking to the Circle K to rob it because he was bored and had an impulse problem. Not only does he have an impulse problem, but he clearly has a problem with decent tobacco smoking because those 305s taste like burnt butthole. He was so bored he couldn't even be bothered to leave the scene of the crime. And you'll never believe this one. An Ohio man got arrested for allegedly stealing a Pittsburgh ambulance while medics were treating a patient. Medics were in the 200 block of West Sycamore Street in Mount Washington just before 4.30 in the morning responding to a call when 32-year-old Vincent Skrbasic of Irondale, Ohio, stole an ambulance and fled the city, according to state police and Pittsburgh Public Safety. State police pursued the ambulance on Parkway West and took over the pursuit in Allegheny County, utilizing spike strips. They used that to try to deflate the front tires near Hopewell in Beaver County. Skrasabic, um, uh, or Skrabasic allegedly resisted arrest and the vehicle was finally recovered. State police said he was under the influence of alcohol. Skrabasic is awaiting arraignment now in the Allegheny County Jail for receiving stolen property, driving under the influence, fleeing and resisting arrest, and a bunch of other offenses. Wow. Nothing beats a high-speed chase in a meat wagon, you know? I mean, this idiot must have thought there was a, what, spare brain on board the ambulance somewhere? Well, here's one more. St. Joseph's County, Michigan police have arrested a man after he led them on a chase. Police tried to stop the vehicle driven by 38-year-old Centerville man after he fled the scene of a property damage accident in Centerville. Officials say the man took an M86 and led police on a chase through Colon Township, where he caused property damage and almost hit other vehicles. The pursuit came to an end on private property in Colon Township, where he lost control of the vehicle and crashed. Police state that the man then hit one of the officers. Well, actually, the man first got out of the vehicle and then stripped naked. Then he initially complied to the officer's command, but then hit one of the officers in the face. After the brief struggle, though, police subdued him and put him in handcuffs. The man was taken into Sturgis Hospital to be medically cleared before being booked at the St. Joseph County Jail. The man has been charged with fleeing and eluding, assault of a peace officer, resisting and obstructing, indecent exposure, driving while license suspended, and other charges. No other information has been released at the time. So he gets out of the car and immediately strips naked. This is absolutely not what the cops meant when they say, step out of the vehicle and put your hands on your head. Luckily, he was placed in handcuffs, but based on his propensity to get naked, sounds like he's probably spent plenty of time in cuffs.
But don't forget, rate and review the podcast, okay, with a five-star rating. You know, I pick five-star stupidity here. And if your review is stupid enough, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helping always helps the podcast to show up prominently in those searches. And you know folks are searching for stupidity, right? And please... Share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And click that subscribe button, kids. You don't want to miss any new stupid episodes. You can avoid the annoying buffering whenever you are in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading every episode, too. And I recommend using Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And this is one of the two feeds that you get every week. The midweek bonus episode features, as you know, the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for all the stupendous stupidity. But we want you also to check out the weekend episode that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skill also against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. There you can read articles from each of the episodes' stupidity. You can comment about what you've read. You can share the articles with your friends. And you can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in both desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget to follow me using the handle at Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And, of course, visit my website at insaneericlane.com. Now, I have this week's verbal meme, which says... I'm not much on seizing the day. I just kind of poke it with a stick. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.